What's up, you beautiful souls? And welcome back to another episode of Rebels Corner. This is season one, episode eight. And on today, we're going to discuss livable wages and the possibility and consideration of a four day work week. Before we jump into the topic, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me on today. If you're listening to us over on YouTube, thanks so much. Please do not forget to hit the subscribe button as well as that notification bell so you can be notified each and every time that I upload an episode of Rebels Corner Podcast. And if you're listening to the sweet melodies of my voice over on any of the streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, I mean, uh, Amazon Music or anywhere that you get your podcast. We want to thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts. Please do not forget to hit that follow button as well as leaving us a wonderful review. Five stars is the goal. But like my boys over on Shits and Gigs say, whatever you say or whatever you leave, make sure you say it with your chest. Uh, again, I am your host, The Rebel. And I believe that today's topic that I chose to pick is one of those that the discussion has been had um, numerous times, but we don't necessarily see it like going into effect. And I do believe that a four day work week is not a lot to ask for, although there are some pros and cons to it, which we're going to get into and having a livable wage. I don't even think is is something that America or corporate America should even be quote unquote considering. It should just be done. Because at this point where we are economically, most people are struggling just to put food on their table. They're having to choose over whether or not to pay a light bill or pay mortgage or put food on the table. And that should never be put into consideration for anyone. That's not something somebody should have to sit and think as to whether or not it should be, which one should be done. What do you mean? Which one? What do you, what do you mean? Which one? It's not up for debate. It's not up for either or it's not an A or B, C. It's, it's not like a questionnaire. That's not, that, that should never have to happen to a person. And I'm speaking as an average American, although I might have a voice in a podcast, I'm speaking as an average American, even as an average American, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's scary to think how much your light bill might be. Sometimes it's scary to think about how much the gas prices might be and what's in your bank account currently. Because not all of us are taking trips. Not all of us have the money to be able to go on vacation. We are legitimately trying to just survive. And for corporate America to even think that having a livable wage is taking anything from them is bad shit balls crazy to me you know what i mean uh where i currently live uh minimum wage is only 725 so that should give you a hint as to where i might live (laughs) 725 is the minimum wage can you imagine being a mom or a dad or just the average single person making only $7.25 an hour and still having bills, still having to feed yourself, still having to close yourself, 
still having to survive on a daily basis you talking about living paycheck to paycheck even though where we might live uh costs aren't super super high it does not mean that the cost of living is not high because it is they've gone up so much so on rent but nobody's gone up on pay now there are some restaurants like around us that are you know big chain restaurants like you know wendy's uh, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, they're willing to pay people a lot more than that $7.25 or a lot more considering where I live. But I know places who have minimum wages that are in the double digits at this point. And where I live, we're so far behind that. So far behind the times. And I must say that as an average working class American, You get punished for not having insurance. You get punished on your in, in, in a way on your taxes. You get punished for that. Um, child tax credit isn't as much as it used to be. So people who are you know trying to take into consideration, okay, well, if I use this credit card right now, pay the minimum balance on it or, or the minimum payment on it, then I could just like wipe it out when I get my taxes. Those aren't those things aren't even options now. Like <laughs> nothing is an option and it almost does. I don't know about anybody else, but for me, um, it does feel like we're being punished for having received those stipends and stimulus money that we got during the pandemic. It feels like a punishment for that. When the people that we vote to put in office should be regulating how that money is dispersed and spent or assisting in regulating because legis that's what legislation is for. But you're punishing the average Americans for how you guys have to be responsible for the money that we lend to that, that we put into the government. And you guys are punishing the average American for saying this is our money. We deserve it. It's not like the money's coming directly out of their pocket. It's money that we've already put into the government that should be circulating a certain type of way. Most of us don't, the, most of the money that's spent in the government, we don't get to vote on that money. That money is voted on by the people we voted to put in office. We don't even get a vote into where that money goes. So they could just put it where the fuck ever. And asking for us to be able to survive while you do your job and still get paid when you leave office, because that's a thing. I didn't even know that was a thing until I became an adult. And I really jumped into politics after my mishap with, with uh, serving in the Army. I say mishap, but that's another uh, that's another explanation or another story for another podcast. Um <laughs> But you can't expect people not to be upset and angry and leaving the country. Does that not, like, is it, are there not alarm bells going off? Are there not? Are there not? 
I would love to hear from y'all. Drop down in the comments if you're listening over on YouTube. Don't forget to follow us on all the other social media platforms. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. So don't forget to follow us there. But I would love to know if you guys think that asking for a livable wage is too much economically what is currently your minimum wage where you live i would love to know where you guys are from and and what you guys uh, what the minimum wage is there so please chime in and what do you think the minimum wage should be for where you live where i live i think the minimum wage should be between 18 to 20 dollars an hour property taxes are skyrocketing taxes in general gas food i mean i legit went to the grocery store last week i believe had a budget set in my mind i was like i'm gonna spend 300 at um walmart i'm gonna spend 300 at sam's and that way fridge freezer pantry is stocked that 600 dollars went out the window and, and i'm feeding boys at my home and a teenage daughter at my home and not to mention, my wife is not little by any stretch of the imagination. My wife is six foot three. <laughs> I'm not feeding little people in my house. So, of course, I got to make sure that there's food here. But there should be no reason why a pack of ground beef is almost 30 freaking dollars. Excuse me, why? So, no, I don't think 18 to 20 dollars an hour is asking for a lot. I just don't. And talking about four-day work week, like I'm just going to switch gears really quickly. Four-day work weeks, I don't feel like it's asking for a lot either. So I had the opportunity to come across um, an article by the on the BBC.com, if you guys want to go look it up, by Alex Christian, um, dated uh, March 22nd, 2022. He interviewed, or they interviewed, um, Corey Camgoza, I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. Um, they're London-based. Um, the person is based in London. And they were going over the discussion of the four-day work week. So part of the article uh, says that um, it forced um, Corey to take a hard look and organize his time a little better. Um, he, but he was still able to meet deadlines and stay on top of to-do lists um, while enjoying an extra day off each week. He also goes on to say that the most important thing about the recent father, so he's a new father, the best thing about that is that he was able to spend more time with his children or with his child. I feel like that's all we're asking for when we're talking about four-day work weeks. Let's talk about the pros real quick. Just discuss the first one, being able to spend more time with your family. And even if you're a single person and don't have, you know, children yet, you got pets. Most of us have pets. Most of us just like being alone, quiet. You know what I mean? Just time by yourself. Self-care, self-preservation, being able to read a book and not have to think about what is, what's to come. We can just enjoy the present and the time in the now, right? So that's, that's one pro. Second pro, more time to check in with yourself 
for mental health purposes. How often is it that we do not get the time to check in with ourselves when it comes to mental health? It's amazing that some corporations are now like offering, you know, like therapy or places that you can go um, to check in with a therapist or um, I've seen some offer the Calm app and so on and so forth. And I think that that's great. But what direction are we really stepping in if we can't say maybe an extra day of not working would probably be amazing for Americans, right? Thirdly, productivity. The productivity that employers and CEOs and corporations would see in their employees by giving them a three-day weekend would be astronomical. Research shows for the mo most of the countries or uh, places who have already adopted four-day work weeks, they're seeing a 20 to 30 percent increase in productivity i'm not sure if it was germany it might not have been germany it might have been germany either way i wind up seeing this tiktok uh about a company where like you know they had designated times to take a nap <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine having the ability to take a nap after lunch like the nap is is intertwined into your lunch period where you could just like either you nap or relax or what i like to call uh death scrolling on on social media where you're literally like in a dead space where you're just scrolling for no reason there's no purpose you're just scrolling right when does it become understood that giving people the opportunity to have more time to themselves benefits the economy they want to talk about how everybody's so lazy and nobody wants to go back into the office who wants to be micromanaged i swear to you since y'all started this work from home thing and y'all allowed us to be able to come out of the office into our own homes to be able to work productivity probably has risen but so has the ability for y'all to micromanage the hell out of everything i have never seen more meetings scheduled that could have been a damn email in my entire life excuse me why are you why are you calling me as soon as i clock in to tell me about something that you could have emailed me for Micromanaging also has to stop because if if you're spending so much time on my back, what are you doing for your part of the job? You might be my supervisor, but don't you have other things to do? Don't you have things that you need to turn in as well to your boss? Because if you got so much time to micromanage me, apparently you're not doing your job too well, Miss Mamas, Mr. Sir. Now, some of the cons that I believe could come along with a four-day work week is more things to do during that four days. Longer hours to work. It, it might go from an eight-hour shift to a 10 to 12-hour shift. Are those, drop down in the comments and let me know, y'all, on any of our social media platforms, um, Rebels Corner, 
is where you can find us for the handle um, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you're on YouTube, drop down in the comments. Let me know would the cons of working a four day work week outweigh the pros? Would it? Would you be willing to maybe take a cut when it came to some of your health insurance benefits? Because we all know that if they gave us the green light to have a four-day work week, they're going to take something. So some of y'all who have companies who pay for your gym membership, you might lose that. You okay with that? You might lose that. Some of y'all have uh, some of those uh, health benefits other than paying for gym. Y'all got other health benefits outside of like the basic medical benefits that they pay for. Y'all cool with that? Some of y'all drive company cars. Y'all cool with them taking those? Maybe possibly purchasing your own and getting a Metro card? There are going to be some things we're going to lose. So let me know if you believe that the pros outweigh the cons. And also let me know what do you think maybe some of the things that they would take from us um, if they gave us a, a four-day work week. What would be some of the things that you think that they would take from us? Now, from what I also understand um, that I read in the article, it was that in 1926, the Ford Motor Company is the, pers- is the company that standardized the Monday through Friday pattern. Before then, it was common practice uh, for a six-day work week with only Sundays off. Only Sundays off. So the Ford Motor Company in 1926 was the first people to say, let's cut back on that some. You know, it'll be only fair. It says, um, quote, Henry Ford's theory was that working five days with the same pay would increase worker productivity and that people would put more effort into the shorter work week, end quote. (coughs) Now, of course, the theory was proven to be correct because the five-day work week had become a common practice, right? But then by the 1950s, uh, there were calls from labor unions to introduce a four-day work week. And the quote starts, people begin projecting if we take out another work day, it'll be even better. But the take-up of the four-day work week has remained slow. Um, by 19, I mean, I'm sorry, by March of 2020, a Gallup study of more than 10,000 U.S. full-time employees show only 5% worked a shorter week. So there aren't very many companies who even offer or have even considered a four-day work week. Now, the pandemic has driven more companies to even consider this or more leaders to consider this um, due to the fact that most people had to start to work from home and then uh, you had more people getting sick around that time. So during the pandemic was more of a time where people were starting to, you know, consider uh, companies were starting to actually consider letting us, they had already had no choice, but for us to work from home. And most people are not trying to go back into the office. I actually genuinely believe that if companies would release their physical offices, work, their companies 
work from home bound, they would save so much more money and you can extend the four day work week to be able to put that money back into your employees who make your company possible. Because I guarantee you, if most companies employees walked off the job today and said that they weren't coming back until they were given a four day work week with a pay increase, you would begin to lose money. Your stock would plummet. Your ability to use your company as leverage would plummet. So why not even take this into consideration? Because I believe heavily that you should. Um, There was a California-based programmer. I don't want to butcher their name. Their name is Alex Pang. Um, They're a a director of a nonprofit organization. Um, And they went on to say that the pandemic has made it clear we can change how we work very dramatically. The The great resignation has seen companies look at new recruitment and retention tools. So, there are different four-day work week models, okay? These are some of them. It says from cutting one-day work week, reducing work hours, and being paid the same wage, to intense working hours where five days worth of work is crammed into four longer shifts. The former setup is generally the goal. Achieved by a combination of the introduction of new tools and operating practices that boost efficiency and result in a rise in worker well-being that fuels productivity. But of course, you have to be careful when you're talking about working four days a week and you're going from having Friday to not, you know, having Friday anymore. But most people are for the four-day work week. So, of course, I would love to know how you guys feel about a livable wage as well as a four-day work week, y'all. This is something that's very big to me because I do believe that we as human beings and not just Americans, but we as human beings deserve to have more than just the bare fucking minimum. We deserve that. And, and I believe that the companies and corporations that we put blood, sweat, and tears into just like the CEO, because you, you don't know what the person that's been there for 25 years has gone through probably just to hold on to their job. I can guarantee you there are not very many managers, supervisors, CEOs who ask the questions to their employees about how they're feeling, how's their family is anything going on? You never know if that employee for 25 years came to work the day after they had to bury a parent. But they showed up for you still. You never know if that employee of 25 years came to work sick with the flu because they had a fear of losing their job. And I think that we put just as much into companies as the, the CEOs do because most of the supervisors and upper level upper upper level executives they're getting the ideas and things from the people who are going through this every single day 
the people who are manning your phones, the people who are pushing your products. These are the people that are helping y'all come up with the ideas to make productivity better or new products that assist in what you could do to help sell something. Those are the people that are coming up with this. So they're putting just as much in as you are. The people who answer your phones, the people who go door to door, the people, the, the, the people who are out here making, <coughs> excuse me, sales for you guys. These are the people who are putting just as much into it as you are. Cause you've built the company and hired the people. Now, what are you going to do to take care of the people? It's about time we have a real talk about it. So I want to thank you guys so, so very, very much for being here with me on today. Please, if you are listening to us over on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well as that notification bell so you can be notified each and every time that we upload a video. And if you are listening to the sweet melodies of my voice over on any of the streaming platforms, that is Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, please do not forget to give us a follow and leave us a wonderful review. Five stars is the goal. Whatever you say, make sure you say it with your chest. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Share this with your mom, your dad, your cousin, and your favorite coworker. And we will see you beautiful people next time. Hey. Hey.